the most efficient episode. Everybody um, change your listening speed to 2x. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll just be like little f bombs what if i just like dropped in there read my notes and you start to finish notes. and then i read my notes yeah read your notes. that would be hilarious if that was our bonus episodes from now on it's just like <laughs> us reading our notes it'd be very random yeah it would be very boring um this is pancake town the podcast and i am emily i'm michelle and uh this week's episode is about time management which we all love talking about and love talking about how we're terrible oh, at we're, it. i'm so which, terrible at time management which we're I'm going to worst. change this I'm will be th- the last time we complain about being bad at i it. feel like the general consensus after this episode is going to be like fuck time management it'll be like the work balance <laughs> oh, episode right. no. where we're just like you know what fuck you we don't like this we're not doing this no we're going to change our relationship with time today yes get ready everybody we're doing it this is not a pyramid scheme <laughs> or is it um oh how can we turn the podcast into a pyramid <gasps> scheme well you just m- ruined it because now you told people that it might be a pyramid scheme you know what that's I've the first step about not being a pyramid scheme you know what i've learned so far <laughs> though is that people know it and they don't care because they're making money shit yeah what tier are you <laughs> as long as we're always on we're the, top the top of the triangle yeah. yeah then i don't give a shit we're the pilots <laughs> There's the oh, you know all the lo- you know what to call everything. No, like there's this old um, pyramid scheme, like in the '80s, called the airplane game. Ooh, yeah. Is it about airplanes? N- no, but they used an analogy of an oh, airplane. Got it. So there's like the pilot, oh. co-pilots, and then flight um, attendants, flight attendants, and then passengers. Oh. And you like moved up in the plane, and then you would so we're the pilot a new plane. Yeah, we're the pilots. And Mark and Steven are our flight attendants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously. Who else is our flight attendants? Probably Julie. I'd like Julie to be a flight attendant. Are we already off? Um, she would She would be like, I'm taking no shit from you people. She would be the one that would like yell at the cost, yell at the passengers to like put their fucking overhead in the overhead bin. I like a flight attendant who yells at. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, we're already off topic. Um, okay, so... Everybody let us know what position you would be in the airplane. <laughs> and then we'll send you your pyramid scheme packet. <laughs> With an invoice for $1,500. An That's how it works. And then you'll be in my through line or whatever it's called. Who's, un- who's under my tier? I want the best salespeople. Chip chop. Chip, we could have our get own it on. plane. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Fuck we're it. off topic already. Um, we're like two minutes in and we're off topic. All right. Well, so I think um, going off of our last episode that was about social media and kind of using your marketing time more efficiently, um, I feel like this kind of expands on that idea of like, we both, we both looked up some articles and like wrote down some things that like we deal with, with time management. Um, A lot of it has to do with social media, like sucking your like life your away phone in general yeah just devices just you know it's always on you yeah and it's become a lot of people's go-to um like oh if you get on the bus or you're in an uber going somewhere mm-hmm. or you're like sitting 
quietly at for any moment of time, you're like, well, I'll get out my phone. Yeah. I'll get out my phone. across the street. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a little terrifying. And I think with relation to people who are running their own business and like, if you are a person that's like, I don't have a lot of time. I don't have enough time in my day. I have all these things I have to do. And how am I ever going to get them done? Um, maybe take a moment in a day and be like, how much of the day have I been on my phone today? And like how much of that is actually contributing anything to your business right. or your life? Yeah. Is um, it just wasteful time? Cause there's certainly something to be said for like the things that we do need to be doing on our phone that are helpful, like Instagram, like sure. Facebook, like whatever. But are you going on Instagram and posting something and then spending an additional three hours of your day yes scrolling through shit on instagram absolutely then maybe we all need to stop doing that it's maybe maybe we cut that in half maybe it's an hour and a half now instead of three hours i feel like we talked about this last week but not on the podcast yeah um like changing um the accounts you follow on on your business account yeah and your personal like i need to go through and take out all of the non-business related accounts that I follow. Yeah. And put those on my personal. On your personal. Yeah. So well, that Because I was telling distracted. Michelle, <clears throat> I'm convinced that part of the reason why my, I've noticed like distinct differences between all of the Instagram feeds that I manage. Because um, I manage two different personal ones, one for my dog and one for myself. Wait, Dee's not managing that I know. account? <laughs> I thought don't, she's been posting don't and writing. tell those. anyone. <laughs> um, but then those two, like, I, I could give a shit. Those are, like, whatever. And I actually follow, like, my family members. And I fa- follow, like, all of the accounts that Dee follows are dogs. Mm-hmm. Most Almost all of them are corgis. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then... She's, you know, she's got to be present in her community. Did um, she pick them? No, I pick them. I'm her mother. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, and then I also manage Roner Press's feed, um, which has a very different, it's, it's a very different account than my other accounts. And then my mm. Orange Beautiful feed is very different from Show of Hands. It's very different from Pancake Town. Um, the show of hands feed I have found actually is the most successful for a lot of reasons. One of which is I only follow like 150 people on show of hands feed. And I see some other people that follow like thousands of people. Like they literally like will follow anybody. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember that like that changes your algorithm. It changes the way that you see things. It changes what you're able to interact with. And like, you actually, your pictures are affected by how you participate in Instagram. So if you decide to just not scroll through Instagram, that's probably going to negatively affect you. Exactly. Like it won't be terrible, but it won't help you grow. Like you, there are proven things about like, if you interact on people's posts that are similar to you, or if you interact and like, you don't just put emojis and dumb shit like that. Like I get spam things on show of hands all the time that Mm -hmm. are clearly like some company that sells cell phones and it's like great content. And it's like a thumbs up. Mm -hmm. Like that's not helping anything. But if you 
if like show of hands, I kind of actively go through and like write genuine comments. Like I'm not just like, Oh, a show of hands vendor posted a picture of something. I'm going to write, this looks fun. Exclamation point. I like, mean, that makes sense for you to do that. Right. Though, of course. But like as orange, beautiful, do you feel the same? No. Like, and that's the right. thing is like, yeah. I, I tried, I've been trying to more do more interacting with other accounts on orange beautiful because okay. I've seen that it like, I mean, I will literally post one thing on show of hands and then in the following three days, I will get like 12 new followers, like from nothing. Like, I don't know where they come from. I don't know why they're following me. I have no idea. Mm. Um, but then I've gone through and like made myself visible on other people's feeds. So like if I comment on Steph by stitch, in a feed of hers and I comment something and then like three people who are already following her are like, what's that? And they'll click on the thing and be like, Oh, it's a craft show. I'm going to follow that follow. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so I got a follow from a comment, not from a post. Right. I mean, I know that's possible. I think, yeah, if I reduce the amount of people I'm following, I'll be able to. Yeah. Like focus my liking and commenting on the accounts that matter. And I think that will also help you not fall into that time suck because like the fact that I have so few people I'm following on show of hands has now I have that all caught up graphic mm-hmm. shows up mm. because, yeah, and it's really nice because that. then I'm not like, I'm not missing. I don't feel like, Oh, well I got to keep scrolling. Cause what if I miss something? Yeah. I can literally like look at what I haven't seen yet. And then it says all caught up. And then I'm like, cool, done. Turn off Instagram. Like I, and then like that all caught up thing lets me go. I'm good. Like I've seen what I can see. Right. And that's your business scrolling time right. versus what would be personal. Right. I really need to do that. I know it would take a lot of time, but. And I think if, if you have one and also having separate feeds, if you don't already have separate feeds is also a really good thing because then you, you can post the personal things and not feel like they're affecting or interrupting your business stuff. Like you can, you can actually be a little more thoughtful about how your business page is presented Mm-hmm. and not and because if you're like i ate donuts yesterday and i really want to post a picture of the donuts i ate like put that on your personal page like and also b- don't feel weird about encouraging your business people to follow your personal page if you want them to but like if you keep them separate that'll help you i feel like that helps people mentally like check in and out because then you can say okay i'm doing social media for business right now and i'm doing it for yep. an hour I'm not going to log on to my personal account. I'm yep. only going to log on to my business right. account. I, I officially going to do it. Right. I think it, yep. I mean, I think it helps to just compartmentalize. It makes your personal thing more enjoyable mm-hmm. and you don't have to stress out about like how you're presenting yourself to the world. Cause who the fuck cares? It's your personal account. And then conversely, you don't have to feel like it's a time suck to be on your business one. Cause that's what that's for. It's for marketing your business. Yep. So I think that it's beneficial to just like separate those things out and not feel like you're adding something, feel like you're minimizing the effort by mm-hmm. separating them. Um, yeah, I, I know I have a hard habit to break of like constantly like getting my phone out of my apron and just checking it all yeah. the time yeah. or like 
doing the check first thing in the morning and then needing to check at night. So my new rules are no phone before breakfast and no phone after dinner. I think that's a huge, I think I should do that too. It's going to be hard. Yeah. I think it'll be really hard. I mean, your habits are hard to break and it's like when you do, I mean, I think maybe also if people can find something to replace that behavior, Mm -hmm. that could be really helpful. Like, um, like, so Jennifer from Azette on the Facebook group, she said something specifically about like getting in that habit of not having email and social media be the first thing you look at when you wake up in the morning, uh-huh. which I mean, that totally seems it's what I do. It's, it's definitely something that you would have to work on doing, but what if you like replaced it with something else? What if like it was eating like breakfast? Well, right. Like <laughs> cook, like either putting more effort into preparing bre- Like if you're a quick breakfast person, that's just like, I just grab something and I'm done. Like maybe now you're cooking breakfast or maybe now you're going for a walk or maybe now you're doing some sort of exercise or yoga routine or meditation for 20 minutes. Or like if you just picked something else, um, and started like kind of forcing yourself to make that your habit, that might be easier than just like cold Turkey being like you get up and you're like, well, I can't, I'm not looking at my phone. And then you go and you're like, now what do I do? Yeah. Well, one of the things, um, so I checked out this woman who I wasn't familiar with that a friend recommended, Yeah. um, named Marie Forleo. And I feel like I don't know how I'd never heard of her because she seems like she's a pretty She big might deal. be famous and we just don't know it. I think so. There's a picture of her with Oprah on her website. Well, then she's definitely famous. Um, if you have a picture of yourself with Oprah, you're famous. Um, and Even if it was just you were in the right. audience at her show. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> their arms around each other. They're like, like making they're out. They're pals. Um, and she had a video that was uh, four things highly productive people do. One of, um, so we kind of already talked about, um, the be friends with time. So like, don't fight it. Yeah. Don't like, don't don't complain about how you have no time (laughs) all the time. Realize that you can't, there's a really famous quote that I don't know who said it or if any, I mean, maybe it's just a saying, um, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Hmm. So it's basically like, Yes, the possibilities are endless. Like, there's all sorts of opportunities in the world. But, like, you can't do all of it. You can't do everything on any given day. Like, you, you can do a couple things. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then the next one was make your morning routine non-negotiable. Which oh, I'm, yeah. I've been fighting for the last few months. Yeah. Um, particularly after I injured my back. I've, yeah. like, made my um, morning uh, gym routine more important than it was before because I used to just like go, yeah up oh, too busy today can't go yeah not gonna do it today um so I've definitely prioritized that but um she because she's like a huge fitness yeah yeah person um actually that her next thing is working out um <laughs> yeah she thinks that you should um like if you can work out for an hour every day oh shit yeah. And if not, then a half an hour every day. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've just gotten myself to do an hour three days a week. So I'm I mean, I will say I'm, <laughs> I'm super terrible at working out like I for whatever reason. I mean, we go for walks a lot and like I'm definitely I'm not like a sedentary person, but I'm certainly not 
there was a time when I was like going to yoga twice a week, like on the regular, no problems. And now it's just like, I don't, I don't know. It's not that I don't care. I think it gives me lots of anxiety that I don't do it. So that's not good. But yet (laughs) I do. It's like, there's, I don't know. There's something in my brain that has me always being like, I always come up with an excuse. Well, that that, you don't have time for it. And that, and that, that if I do have time, it's almost like if I have like a little nugget of free time where I'm like, Ooh, I have an hour instead of saying, obviously I should fill that with something that is good for me. I go, Ooh, this is an opportunity to do more work. Mm. Like I always feel, I will always fill that extra space with like, well, no, I sh- if I have free time, I should be doing work in that free time because that's like in my mind, I think I'll run out of time later. And so this would be a good opportunity to like catch up even though I'm not behind. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. almost be on top yeah, of it yeah. before it's a problem. But then that obviously always bites me in the ass always. So I've noticed cause I went from um, going for like a half an hour, which is what I was convinced I had time for yeah. to an hour and it hasn't fucked with my schedule. Yeah, at it's all. not. I mean, and that's the thing too, <laughs> is like if you just, I think I could out. go more than three days a week and, and it'd I be would fine. still have plenty of time. Of course. Um, so that'll, I guess, be the next thing yeah, the that next I try and trick try myself it. into yeah. is adding another day um, because like, she firmly believes that the rest of your day will be more productive if you work out in some way, you know, whatever yes, way it is. Some sort of like movement active and I know it's something. true. Of I, course, yeah, like the of rest course. of my day is always better if I go to the gym. And so why is it that we all, I mean, I do the exact same thing. Like what we know, we know our logical brain is like, this is good for you. You will feel great. You will not regret it. Like it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Yeah. The other, uh, the opposite choice is not guaranteed. Like if you, go and spend a bunch of time in your office for three hours instead of working out. It's not guaranteed that that work in your office will make you feel better, will equate to sales or a better situation. That's not guaranteed, but the working out and like Mm. getting your energy out and like de-stressing and like getting some sweat going and like raising your heartbeat, like that's guaranteed to be beneficial. And yet we're always like, yeah, but maybe I should do some work instead. Yeah. And maybe you'll <laughs> get that three hours worth of work done in less time yeah. too. And maybe you will feel like you want to stay up a little bit later and do that work because now you have more energy or maybe you won't be burnt out and like get sick three days from now because you've been working out on the regular. Like mm. it's all so ironic, like how we don't, how as humans, we somehow are so stupid about like here are the facts they're right in front of you and yet you're like no not but not for me though it'll be different for me i am getting out my <laughs> phone right now because this reminds me of something emily mcdowell posted that i i told you about yes. when she realized that about self-care, self-care is, is wrong n- yeah um something f- it was um yeah the, the term self-care is not the term we should be using so she now 
um, believes in self-parenting. And I would <laughs> like really to good. try to find the yeah, post. Yeah, it's on her feed, I think. Yeah, she posts a lot, though, so I'm not sure like how far down it is. Yeah, it might be pretty far down. You know what? I probably saved it, though. Saved. It seems likely. If you guys don't follow Emily McDowell, oh, here it is. Yeah, I did you save should. It. Um, so she... The, the image just says self-care doesn't work for me. I need self-parenting. Um, I guess I'll just read it. Yeah. Um, something I learned the hard way for a lot of us, including me, self-care does not mean allowing yourself to do whatever the hell you want. For a long time, I was like pint of ice cream, sleeping till noon. <laughs> Woo, self-care. Then I realized that none of those things helped me be any less of a mess or feel any better. I need to think of self-care as self-parenting in order for it to work. And self-parenting means I end up doing a lot of stuff that I actually don't want to do. I consider myself parents to be like Mr. Rogers and Oprah. <laughs> and they make me take care of myself by getting off my ass and exercising, meditating when I'd rather watch some housewives and eating dinner with a nutritional value instead of a Haagen-Dazs bar from the gas station. Discipline is self-care. Who knew? It's it's very interesting. I mean, it's a First great way to change your mindset. Yeah, I think um, Emily McDowell's my parent, for right? Sure. Yeah, she like, yeah, for sure. Think I I She's feel like the same stop way. being a baby. Yeah, get your shit together. Yeah, stop all the a lot of the things that I think of as self care were not making the situation better. Yeah, just like you know, I'm gonna take this break and scroll through my phone. Right. That's not taking a break. No, it's making your brain all fussy and stressed out. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's literally like when I always make analogies to like going to a party or something like it's literally like going to a dinner party where, you know, everybody there is going to make you feel terrible about yourself. Mm -hmm. Why did you go to it? Like, just go say hello. Your house looks nice. Here's a present. Peace out. Irish goodbye. I got to go. <laughs> My dog needs to go for a walk. Like, it's so weird that we subject ourselves to things that we know, but then we get mad at it later. We're like, Instagram is terrible. Yeah. Like you did it. You yeah. did it to yourself. Like don't pretend like everybody. And it's also, I mean, there's been funny things. I've seen a couple different um, people when they're kind of generally talking about social media where it's someone that has a lot of followers and they have like kind of a seemingly perfect life and they're kind of, and they'll say something like, yeah, like a bunch of my friends like stopped following me because they told me that like my feed makes them feel bad about themselves. Ooh. And you're like, cool. Like on all sorts of levels, like that poor person that's like just trying to, you know, run her social media feed or whatever is like being told by her friends that she makes them feel terrible about themselves. Like they're the ones comparing their lives to hers yeah, and not, be and feeling bad about fault. it. Yeah. Like that's your problem. Like quietly go away. And it's the same with like trolls and all that shit. Like you, if you can't deal with it and it makes you feel bad, maybe don't like if eating a pint of ice cream makes you want to vomit, maybe well, it makes you feel good first. Like make, <laughs> maybe pick something else that won't make you vomit Yeah, <laughs> or don't be mad when it makes you vomit. Like you, you chose it like be like, well, I'm going to vomit after I eat this. Cause it, it's too much and i, I ate it too fast to write that down but i'm not sure that we want the word vomit in our title well last week had dumpster in the title yeah it's, a it's not yeah it's not quite as bad as I vomit i can't find a pen 
Oh, but I think there's something to be said for like stepping back and taking account of like what things in your day to day or like maybe like do an experiment for a week where you like at the end of the week you or like throughout the week you write down like what things distracted you, what things got you off task, what things you did too much of or not enough of. And then like at the end of the week kind of go like, oh, wow, I wrote down social media in like the time suck category like five times. Like well, that's not good. Something I saw a few times was um, to write down like everything you do in a day, like by the yeah. say half hour or, you know, whatever makes more sense. Yeah. Just kind of keep a running list, which I always roll my eyes at. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That's yeah. also a waste of time. That's also <laughs> another thing I have to do. Right. Um, but I'm curious. I think that if I saw myself have to write down, you know, it's sort of like a food journal. Yeah. Um, if I had to write down, um, you know, nine Oh five to nine twenty five. Yeah. Mindlessly scrolled through Instagram. And then again, yeah, you would start to go, oh shit, look at that. I really actually did that. Or, well, what you would do probably instantly is be like, I don't want to write down that I scrolled through Instagram. So so I'm I'm going to not do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it it makes you accountable. I mean, it's the same as writing a journal. I think that there's, I've seen some things that are like, rather than doing it every 30 minutes or throughout your day, um, like if at the end of the day, you maybe just have like a column, you know, two columns kind of thing, like a pros and cons thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to write down the stuff that I accomplished today where I felt like I, I worked on it really efficiently. I got it done in the amount of time. Like I feel really proud of like how I finished X, Y, Z and then have another column. That's like, yeah, but I got, I got sidetracked and like wasted a bunch of time. Like I spent an hour extra at a meeting. I was, that was only supposed mm, to be an hour yeah. or like I spent too much time on social media or I ended up having a phone call that should have been 20 minutes, but it was two hours. Like, and if you just did that for a week or something and then looked back at that list and started to kind of connect the dots and be like, wow, my theme is that like I tend to, um, when I leave and go meet with people, I tend to like hang out for too long or I tend to go run random errands that I don't need to run or I spend eight hours on social media. Um, maybe it'll help you kind of diagnose what the real problem is. Cause you might sit here and think like, no, I think I'm good. I don't think I spend that much time on this or I don't think that distracts me. But if you, yeah, if you start to write it down, maybe you'll realize like, oh shit, that actually, I, I know it's is my the phone. time suck. Yes. Um, yeah. I tried to, or recently I've been trying to just not have my phone on me. Yeah. Um, which does kind of make me think, I wonder what's going on on my phone. Maybe I yeah. should get up and go check it. Um, but I think that'll fade just like when I turn my Instagram notifications off. Yeah. You just, that yeah, you think faded. when you first do it, yeah. you think, oh my God, this is going to be terrible and yeah. give me such anxiety. But once you, once you start to realize tangibly, like this, nothing terrible happened because mm-hmm. I did this, you, you will start to become less attached to it. Um, I also think it's weird. I saw, um, recommendations about like time management that involved um, using iCal and reminders mm-hmm. and all the stuff. And I, my first thought is like now, 
that's more reasons. More stuff that's on your, your phone. For your phone yeah. to be dinging at you and for you to need to look at your phone. Um, so I don't actually use iCal. I have a paper planner. Yeah. If you have issues with like dependency on your devices, like don't give yourself another phone related thing right. to be attached to um I because even it, it will make you easily yeah. go like well i'm already on my phone let me just click instagram i'm wearing a watch I yeah mean, that sounds like too simple and dumb but yeah. like if when you need to check the time you get out your phone and then yeah, you you're immediately gonna fall into the pit yeah. yeah so yeah i will say like since i got my fitbit and that has a watch on it like that's been really great because like I used to feel like, oh, if we were just going to like take a walk to the coffee shop or like go to the park with D or something like I would almost always be like, well, I want to have my phone on me because that has my clock on it. Mm-hmm. But now with the Fitbit, I'm like, well, I got I know what time it is. Like, I don't need I don't need to have my phone on me. Yeah. But don't you need your phone in case there's like an emergency? Usually if Josh and I are together, one of us will oh, bring okay. our phone and the other so one you'll won't. Make Josh have the phone so sometimes he's probably better at not being distracted by social media. usually yeah, yeah usually yeah steve keeps threatening to delete instagram from his phone and i'm so jealous of the fact that, that he, he can could do that josh yeah. has said several he actually uh the other day said that um he's already planned to not be on facebook as of the end of this year that he's just going to delete it. And I'm like, oh my God, I would love to be able to do that. I mean, I essentially, like I deleted my old personal yes, account yeah. and the personal account that you have to have to do to the do other admin. things yeah. has no information, no right. friends. And you're not like actively growing that in any way. I don't, is, there's yeah. nothing. So like my time on Facebook is just looking at our group. And yeah. then if there's a show of hands thing, I'll look at that. Yeah. That Etsy wholesale group I look at maybe once a week ish. Yeah. But um I'm not spending very much time on Facebook. I don't ever look at like my feed. I on don't Facebook. have a feed to look at. I don't like <laughs> pay attention to any of that. I usually just go on there, see if I have notifications and if I don't I'd close it. Okay, so that reminds me, um Sarah sent me a screenshot of a um <laughs> fair ad that had my photo in it. Oh. And she's like, I thought you might not see this and I um told her yeah i only look at pancake town and show yeah. hands and in that moment i realized oh i haven't looked at my business page <laughs> in ages yeah yeah because i just I send do. things from instagram yep i do um, too. and i even have like you can't message me yeah on it like everything is turned off i'm like oh shit i should probably look at that oh well <laughs> every once in a while <laughs> you can do st- there are like certain notification things that you can set up on both instagram and facebook like if you want to kind of actively remove yourself from those things you can go in and and pick very specific notifications that are like if something's actually important like you don't ever have to go on facebook like i have it set up so that show of hands if i get if I get a direct message on show mm-hmm. of hands, it sends me an email. Oh, okay. So like, I don't have to be going. I think I have that function turned off. Right. I mean, and you can choose to turn it off and block the messages entirely. Yeah. But I think I, I know that blocked. because of the event nature yeah. of what yeah, I'm yeah. doing, there are constantly people who are like, when are applications open? When's the show's hours? When are tickets available? Like literally all stuff that's on the website and I shouldn't have to be answering those questions. But Um, the thing I do need to set up and I think other people, this is a good suggestion. The thing I do need to set up that you can do on a Facebook business page 
is you can actually set up an FAQ that will come up when somebody sends you a message. Okay. So I've noticed that when I look yep. at a business's page, there's It'll, a little thing yeah, that pops up. A little up. thing will come up that yeah. will say, it says something like this business replies to people within this amount of time. And like, you know, if you have a question, here's some things that might help you at first. So like mm-hmm. I need to set up a thing for show of hands that says okay, yeah, do the, that. the next show is these dates. The, this is when tickets will be available. Here's the link to this. Like you can put that all in a little FAQ so that when someone's like, I'm going to send a dumb question to you right now, they might read that and have their question answered before. Probably not. They probably will still send you the message because people are really, really, they need to be very coddled on social media where they're like, why would I read that when someone could just send me a personal message that I also have to read? I know. Um, <laughs> do you have um, like canned messages set up? Oh, yes. Do you use something for Gmail? Um, it's just in Gmail. Really? Yeah. There's a feature in Gmail. Where do you get to that? So I think like when you're doing a message at the bottom, actually I can look on it right now. Cause I, um, I'm now realizing that some people may be like, um, I don't have that many issues with looking at my phone. Like you two weirdos. <laughs> um, I have other time management issues. Yes. So, and, and I have a few other things that I found. So if I compose a new message, um, down in the bottom right corner in Gmail, the three little dots that say more options, oh. there's a section called canned responses. Oh. Um, oh my God. And I think in settings, you may or may not have to turn off or turn on canned responses. Okay. I'm not sure. But if you look up canned responses, that's how they refer to it. Yeah. Um, it is the best thing ever. You can have, I think you can and have. And can you edit them after yes. you? Okay. Because I basically just copy and paste things over and over it's again. It's essentially that. Yeah. But way more efficient because you can, um, basically whatever you title the canned response becomes the subject line. So you don't have to like type the subject line in every time. Well, aren't you just replying to them anyway? If you're replying to them, yeah, you would just leave that and then you'll pick you know, canned response. Like I have a canned response that's for people who are like, hi, I see that your applications are closed for the November show. Um, do you have any spots for me? (laughs) (laughs) And then literally the canned response is, hi, thanks for your interest in show of hands. Applications closed in August. You can sign up for our maker mailing list here. And there's a link um, to be notified about when applications for our next show become available. Thanks so much, Emily. Mm. Send. So I don't have to type it every time. It has a link, whatever. But I have, I think there's some limit to the number of canned responses mm. you can have. I think it's like something crazy, like 40 maybe. Um, I have like 16. Oh, okay. Um, but it's really nice because then you don't, it's it's just a thing where like instead of copying pasting where you have to go look for that thing you copy and well, pasted, I, so I you can for, just pull it up. Do it for wholesale yeah. um, inquiries, and yeah. I um, label um, the emails as wholesale. So when the new inquiry comes in, I label it as wholesale, so it goes to my wholesale folder. Yeah, and then I find my last version of what I sent in the wholesale folder. Oh, got it. Copy it. Got it. Because, like, you know, I update things like this is the last collection that came out or yeah. this new collection will be coming out. And-, and you can go in and you can either 
but the canned response would be You could either do a canned easier. response and then edit that one individually. Like I've done it where I'll do the canned response and then like add the person's name to the header. Oh. Like okay. I'll just be like, hi. Yeah, yeah. Joseph. Um, or, and then you can send it and, and that won't edit your canned response. Okay. That, it just edits that one email. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or you can actually go in and be, and like, it'll have the big list of your canned responses and you can either say insert edit or delete ah. and so then you can go in and you can say like i just want to use this one mm -hmm. or you can go in and you can pick that one and like save it as a new okay like override the old file basically all right so that's a great way to but manage yeah. your email yeah and i also think the other thing that you can do with email is if you are someone that like once a day off or like wants to not respond to people or check things on the weekends or wants to go out of town for three days or mm. wants to just have fucking family time or whatever it is. Um, set up auto replies, like set up an auto reply. If you feel like you have a super time sensitive thing or you know that emails that come from a certain address, like an address that's only on your online shop. So, you know, that has to be in message. Mm. That's about like, I have a problem with my order set up an auto reply to that email address. That's like, you can schedule them where it like only happens on emails that are sent between 9 PM and 6 AM every day. And it will be something that's like, hi, we respond to emails within these business hours. Mm -hmm. You know, we will reply to you within this amount of time or like, here's some FAQs that might help you answer your question. Yeah, I guess if your email is like really out of control, right. like depending on the like nature of your business yeah. or like what types of clients you have or what types of stores you have, because store owners do tend to be pretty active on the weekends. And if you're somebody that like doesn't want to deal with people on the weekend, which is super duper your prerogative, mm -hmm. like make sure that just like you can just set up an automatic thing that, lets those people know like I got your email don't freak out on me on Sunday because I didn't reply to your email from Friday at 6 p.m. yeah um, and if they get an auto reply that's like we don't respond to emails on the weekends that's our policy or we don't respond to emails on Tuesdays like that we just want that day off or that's our day off like I think if you give people that little automatic response they won't be as likely to like get excited and amped up because some people think that you're going to reply to them like you texted them. Sure. Like you send somebody an email. I don't have to reply to you. I will respond that well, fast. Well, that's the thing is like if you set a precedent with people yeah. that you respond within an hour yeah. or you will reply to their email on Saturday at 7 p.m., they're going to just assume from then on, like, well, I can I can call her at 7 o'clock on a Saturday because she's working. I mean, sometimes I want to do that when I want that person to know that I I think they're important to me. You yes, know, that yeah, I did respond certainly. at this weird time. Yeah. You also can do the thing where, like, if you tend to do your email at weird times. Oh, right. You've talked about this You before, can do the, a boomerang. Um, the boomerang. So on Gmail as well, boomerang is a thing you have to add. It's an extension. Yep. So it's not automatically in your gmail and it's not like it's free it's for free. 10 a month i think it's free. i feel like that's not true because oh, really? i boomerang the shit out of all my stuff and i've never paid for it that's weird because i still get like um an email once get, a month saying that my that credits too. are renewed i do that too but like i've never exceeded them so i don't know if it's just like i'm not using it as much as i think i am. yeah maybe you're not 
Um, but yeah, it's definitely like I've never paid for it. I've always had it be free and it's kind of amazing because then I don't want clients to necessarily know that I'm sitting at my computer at 1130 at night, sending them emails. So I will write like seven or eight emails and boomerang all of them to only send until they'll send tomorrow morning. They'll send yeah, it eight in the morning. Use that for my wholesale emails. Like if the time I actually have is a weird time, yeah. obviously you don't or want, you want it to be a store at, at the top of their inbox. Like you have yeah, to remember yeah. like yeah. you don't want something to be the thing that's 32 down on yeah. their list Monday morning. You want it to be number one on yeah. Monday morning. Um, I actually like to email stores on Tuesdays because a lot of them are closed on Mondays. And I That's, feel like maybe yeah. they, well, it could work against me because they might do their admin work on, on Tuesdays, Tuesday, but they yeah. also might not work at all. Yeah. So I think it's good to just kind of like, don't apologize for your own schedule. Like keep your schedule and like, I think I even wrote that. Did you write that in your notes too? No. Well, that's the whole making. I wrote, don't worry about everyone else's schedule. Um, for me, that was the make your morning routine non-negotiable because for yeah. years, I always thought I can't tell someone that I can't do this thing they asked me to do because I have to go to the gym. Like yeah. I, I thought I can't do that. They're going to think that's ridiculous yeah. that I, I should think, move my schedule. Around. I mean, I think a, a rule, a general rule for everyone that owns their own business, it's nobody's fucking business what you do. I'm getting better at that. Like it's literally no one's business and also don't do it the opposite where you use your shit as an excuse like when people tell me like if it's a professional situation and like for show of hands if a vendor's like oh this thing happened with my kid i don't care i don't mm. care it's none of my business and you shouldn't want it to be my business that's true you should tell me that you had a conflict you had a conflict you had a situation you had something come up that was very important and you needed to attend to it. And I have to do this. I'm not going to go, well, I wonder what it was. I don't care. You deal with your business. I'm going to trust that you'll deal with your business and you're going to trust me that I'll deal with my business. The minute you start to tell me that like you couldn't do something because you went on vacation or your kid was sick or you had to go to the gym, I now feel less respect for you. Like I now feel like you don't care about your business as much as I do. I feel like you are now like, oh, but I can't deal with my personal life and my, and my business life. And even if that's not true, when you tell me about your personal life and you give me details, you think you're making it better. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And I, I assure you, I assure you, mm -hmm. you are making it worse. Okay. Psychologically, Everyone thinks like, oh, well, if I tell them that like my dad died or I tell them that I had gallbladder surgery or I tell them that my kid was sick, that they will now have this extra compassion for my situation and give me a pass. Whereas I immediately go, why did you feel it necessary to tell me that sad story when you could have just said, I'm dealing with my shit. And I apologize for the inconvenience, but I'm going to have, this is going to be late or I won't be able to make it to this. That is a good lesson because like, it's, I think it's instinctual absolutely. to want to justify. And in your personal life, specifics. use your personal shit. If you're telling your mother-in-law that you can't come to dinner because your kid's sick, tell her all about it. Mm -hmm. But the minute you are a business running, if you are a business person running a business and you demand business respect, 
you have then become a hypocrite by telling me all your personal shit. Yeah. I mean, I we've talked, maybe we haven't talked about it on the podcast, but you and I both have the same feelings about when people do those posts on Instagram where they're yeah. like, I'm falling apart. I have, you know, like, yes, the, they want, the, they want to be comforted by strangers. I think that's what your friends and family are for, Absolutely. right? Like, yep. and, that's and again, why, that's why you separate your business posts and your personal posts. If you're having sure. trouble and you're having a rough time, that is perfectly appropriate to post that on your personal. Account. I mean, I wouldn't even post it that's on right. social media that's exactly right. because I've made your sure problem. that the people that I hang out with like yes. you and Steve, I guess are yeah. the people I hang out with here. <laughs> Me are and your husband. People that actually get the life I have. Um, and I do have also, issues with, I don't think my family. They're people that you understands. have vetted as yeah, people yeah. who will get, you know, yeah. will give you good advice and will talk to you the way that you want to be talked to and treat you the way you want to be treated. Why would you want a bunch of random strangers knowing about your personal life sure. and giving you fake it is fake comfort it is fake comfort if, S- if that makes it, you sure. feel better yeah. like walk out into the street and start yelling at your neighbors like i'm having a rough day everybody come make me pie get me cookies that might like, work that is literally <laughs> what you're doing it would probably work i guarantee you three of my neighbors would come outside and be like oh the crazy lady that doesn't have kids is outside <laughs> screaming about pie with the weird the, with that dog. weird dog that's so fat what is wrong with her dog why does she feed her dog so much food oh she's a corgi i've never heard of that um i think it's just a weird thing to like i i think that as business owners you have to set up the expectations because you can't be the person that's like this store owner didn't pay attention to my policies. And like, she told me this long story about how she couldn't pay her invoice because her kid had to go to the dentist. Well, do you, don't you do that to other people? You better be careful. Like you can't, if you can't dish it out, like if you dish it out, you better take it because I constantly hear people say like, Oh, I just want people to respect me as a business owner and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, are you presenting yourself as a business owner or are you presenting yourself as a person that wants to be coddled and treated like a sweet little baby angel? Okay. So I have a, a scenario yeah. that I could use some talking through. Um, currently I'm behind on giving my consignment stores restocks. Yeah. Um, and I guess I should give some background because not everyone has as many consignment stores as I do. Yeah. I have um like six or seven now. Yeah. I guess I don't have an accurate count on that because a couple stores have closed and I like haven't officially whatever. marked I them. I used to have ten. Yeah. In Chicago. And now I think it's six or seven. Um and I like to restock most of them every other month. Mm-hmm. There's one store that I restock every month. Yeah. And I'm behind. One store got a restock in September. Yeah. So my whole schedule is off. And it's because wholesale was just, it was bigger than we anticipated. Yeah. And I'm still working on getting caught up from that. Yeah. Um, so I'm over a month behind on uh, consignment and stores are asking me 
yeah for stuff Where's and of course the stressed out voice in my brain says oh my god if you really want stuff this bad fucking buy it from me you know which is i'm never gonna say that which is super true i would never Storers. say that i don't really mean it yes you know because i value them as stores right like just as much i think i make more money off of my consignment stores than i do wholesale yeah. stores yeah so that's not true at all but they are getting bumped but there down. is i mean there is something to be said for that like in the in the construct of like how the economy works a business would be pretty stupid to prioritize an an order of materials for no money yeah. over an order of materials for money on top of that the um wholesale orders that are guaranteed money yeah have due dates yep so the uh, consignment restock has no official due date. It's right. just they it's asked just, me for it yeah. and they just kind of got pushed down in priority over and over and over yeah. again. And I hate it when it comes to like a st- all the stores I have are really good. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like really dedicated to them and I have to say like, I'm sorry, I'm behind. Yeah. And I did write an email yesterday saying, like because i felt like i needed to give an excuse yeah and to like be up front and i let her know what number she was in my restock list and it's i and think i'm behind fair. and i got hit with wholesale i think it's fair i think depending on your relation like you obviously have like different relationships have, with different stores yeah they're Some not stores strictly business relationships right. and that's fair like that's part of, that's a little bit of the nature of okay what we do um and i think that there's stuff that i want to talk about that i'm going to wait for the bonus episode Ooh, because i'm excited it's I vent- like ventier before we do bonus okay episode. i have lots of booze i have to work so we can much super <laughs> duper do a shot um i think that there's there's a certain amount of like yes if you have care and attention towards certain vendors because they've earned it essentially like yeah they're not all of my consignment stores have when when you have a store that you have a relationship with for a long time Mm -hmm. when they do a lot to promote your work they obviously do a great job selling your work they pay you on time they're respectful of your policies in general like you're inevitably even when they're just nicely like hey i'd love a restock you're gonna immediately spiral into like oh my god i'm behind oh my god i'm so sorry like you're gonna go over the top with those people because you're like the last person i want to disappoint is my good customer that i really like right and these or some of the orders i'm filling not all of them but we'll say a quarter of the orders that are uh, wholesale and in line before them yeah are new stores that yes, I don't have that you have any no relationship, relationship with, with right. that I might only make $200 off of yeah. ever. And then that's it. I think that it's important. I think that the way you're going about it is good and fine. I, wish it, I feel like it should be better. I don't, I think that if I think the rule always is, especially with stores that you have close relationships with that you have long standing relationships with, is to just be clear and communicative with them. Yeah. Like when I owned a store, I, the only people I ever got frustrated with and stressed out about were people who would not respond to me. These dreaming. He's asleep and dreaming and making oh. funny, adorable sounds. Um, 
the people that I would get frustrated with were people that like wouldn't respond to me and wouldn't and it would be like a week would go by and I would be like hey can you just let me know what's going on and then maybe finally they would be like oh I've been really swamped I signed up for this extra show I have two new wholesale orders blah 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 and and like I should have just told you know and then I'm like why don't you just tell me that right away like I think the the yeah, I assumption right away. the assumption is that you don't want to disappoint people that you want to like figure it out on your own and and maybe like catch up and do something really quick and mm-hmm. then be like yay I figured it yeah. out everything's fine and you never told them that something mm-hmm. was an issue mm-hmm. but I think with when you're dealing with somebody instead of a customer customer who bought a necklace you're dealing with a store whose business is reliant upon its vendors like I think if you're just like hey I just want to let you know this is what's going on this month we had an influx of wholesale orders in September as you understand those take priority and I'm doing my best to keep up with you know new orders while also you know making sure I get you things in a timely fashion um please let me know if you have like special events coming up for that I can just like throw something together. Sure. Like, let me know if there's something I can do to help this. Otherwise I'm going to, you know, you're fourth on the list yeah. and I'm, my goal is to have you stuff by this date. Yeah. Cause then, I mean, that's exactly yeah, what I, think I did. Super, I still worried. Like, am I punishing her for my bad time management? I don't think so because I think that there's a certain, there's a certain space where, and this again falls into something that I want to talk about in the, (laughs) in the bonus, um, for you, Patreon people, you'll get the bonus. Like, Oh, that's my alarm for like, we should be done. Oh my God. And Um, we have to do two. I know we'll do it. We're awesome. But I think done with this. Yeah. I think that, I think the thing should be like, you don't want to come off as, Like, I think when you write up an email or you call someone on the phone or whatever it is, like, if you write it all down and you read it back to yourself and you, like, think about whether or not you sound like you're making excuses. And that's what it felt like I was doing. Then I think less is more. Like, if you feel like you're saying, if you're starting to list out all the reasons why you, it like, I could have left out the we got hit hard with wholesale. I think that there's a certain amount of like, you know, you want to be able to be it. And it also depends on familiarity. If it is someone that you do have a relationship with. Yeah. I feel like she totally understood. Of course. Like I knew that. I think that there's a little bit of wiggle room there where like, if you have, you need to be the one that, trust your instincts about what kind of relationship we you have with that person. Maybe with someone else it would have looked on. Exactly. So if you have yeah. a close okay. personal relationship with somebody and you've met them in person and you yeah, had yeah, yeah. familiar conversations with them, you've both vented about business yes. things with each other. Like that's a level of like you I've are known her. You for are colleagues. Yeah. Like in that situation, I feel like you're colleagues and you okay. would talk to your colleagues differently than you would talk to a client. Sure. Okay. So like, I think in that way, like, and that's what's funny about the show of hands things, like the people who are familiar with me and like I've met before, they've been in the show before, I've bought their stuff at shows, I've hugged their children, like whatever it is, like we have a relationship that has is one level up from like 
a random person that just applied to the show who I have never met before. Mm -hmm. And so like when the person I've never met before tells me that they missed the application date because their baby was sick. Okay. That feels yeah, yeah, very yeah. unprofessional to me. Cause like, I don't know your baby. I don't even, I don't even know your last name, mm. but when it's somebody that literally has like been to my house or like I've had dinner with or has made me a custom product or something like there's a level where like, if they said like, Hey, you know, my situation with this, I'm really sorry, but I missed this because of this. That doesn't feel to me like I'm not going to immediately go, who the fuck cares? I don't give a shit about your personal life. I'm going to say like, I know you, I know about your personal life. We've had that conversation seven times before. That doesn't feel weird and unprofessional to me. That feels like someone understanding our relationship. Okay. Right. Like I think, yeah, I think there's something to be said for like, I feel better. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's, that's what and that's, that's what, what this we're podcast for. is for, right? Michelle um, to feel better. <laughs> Do you, were there things from the Facebook responses that yeah. you need to read? There um, were some good ones. Um, Sophia from Sophia Reyes Design, she um, wrote a good one that's super, like, it's very simplified, and I think it would be really helpful for a lot of people. She said, I read... I read an article that interviewed a CEO who suggested to list slash do three things every day that will help grow your business. So not like tasky things, more like bigger picture stuff. Um, I think it's so easy to get lost in your daily things, um, in the daily things to do list, especially if you're a maker that you forget to zoom out and focus on the bigger picture. It's helped me reorganize my priorities on a weekly basis. Hmm. Um, I think that's a good thing because you can get really caught up in like the minutia of like, I have to respond to this email. I have to call this person. I have to deliver this order. I have to blah, 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 blah. And then a whole week will go by and you didn't do any professional development. You didn't think about anything like what shows am I doing for next year? Or what does my calendar look like for the next month? Or what special personal time do I need to schedule? Do I need to schedule a vacation? Um, I think that that's a good thing to remember. And if you make it a real small amount of things mm -hmm. and you just have like a dry erase board or like a notepad, that's like, these I are my bigger picture like things. That, um, in the back of my planner. Yeah. And I actually just looked at, cause I switched planners. We have the 2019 <gasps> dun, dun, planner dun, dun, dun. out. Um, cause usually I'll switch like when it's really hectic. Yeah. And then I'm carrying around two planners. So oh, I preemptively yeah. switched cause it start the planner starts in August. Um, so I took a look at my 2018 goals in the back of my other planner and like check things off. Yeah. Reminded myself I what I, I haven't done yet. That actually brings up an idea for me. Like, when we were talking about the things that you kind of go to, to like take a break or you think you're mm. taking a break. Like if you have a little notebook or a journal or something where you just like kind of keep stream of consciousness things mm. or like ideas or like then when you get into like a little rut or you're like, I just need to switch gears right now. That could be a good thing to like, go and look like, go look at that list for a second. Like, or when you wake up in the morning and you don't have a specific task to do like look at your own goals and your own list of things instead of going on Instagram and looking at everybody else's shit like if you have a place that's like about you like maybe you have a Pinterest board or maybe you have a you know what I mean like something that's 
about you mm-hmm. and not about everybody else. Sure. That could be way more, that could be an easier transition into like, I'm looking at an inspiration board of things that I picked and that I'm, that helped me focus on my goals instead of being like, I'm comparing myself to this person and this I've person. Forget, and this like person. since we started this podcast, I've definitely let go of the comparitis shit. I think, yeah, I have too. Like they're, yeah, it's like, I who have cares bigger now? issues. To, yeah. Like putting, I got other shit to worry putting about. Putting my phone fucking down. Yes. Um, what else do we got? Um, Jess from directive said, mm. Um, I struggle with this often, but do try to use the Pomodoro technique. Have oh, you I don't about know that? what that is, no. So Pomodoro is, it actually means like tomato in yeah. Spanish. Um, I'm not entirely in Sp- sure why. In Spanish? In Spanish or Italian? I would say Italian. Um, I don't know why it means tomato. Um, maybe because it's circular? I have no idea. It's a thing where you basically, um, you break down the way you work into 20 minute chunks with five minute breaks in between. And so there's a timer and the app, like I have an app that's called flow timer. I think that's a Uh Pomodoro based thing. And if you need like some structure to moving through tasks, it's supposed to be a thing that basically stops you from, um, like falling down a pit of like, if you are like, I need to do email, you oh, turn okay. your Pomodoro on, you do email for 20 minutes and then you take a five minute break. And literally the five minute break is like, you're not doing work. And then what are the, you doing? You're for five minutes. You're taking a walk or you're stretching or you're doing a breathing exercise or you're eating an apple. What if something? you just answered email for an hour and didn't take five minute breaks? Well, no, I think that's the, po- the point of this is that it's supposed to be a way to compartmentalize your tasks so that you don't that so that you are being really efficient. You're you're you have a timer on oh, that's like get it done in 20 you're, minutes. like think about what you're going to do in this 20 minutes and then take a five minute break. And then the next set of 20 minutes, you can go back to doing more email or you can switch to a different task. And the idea is that you will be more efficient if you break it up and like do email, then go pack orders, then go deliver something to the mailbox. Then do like, it's basically supposed to be a way to break up your brain so that you don't get all mucked up in unnecessary work. Yikes. I mean, that obviously works for a certain but type then of after person. You do, so basically, so it's the structure is 25, 25, 25, and then a 25 minute break. All day. And then that, and then you, it like chunks them into, into these, it's like these separate chunks and you are supposed, some people do it like for their whole work day. Some people, some people just do it as like, I'm having trouble tasks or Or like I'm struggling with something and I need to stay on task. Mm. So like, if you feel like you're behind, you'll go and do this. You'll turn on your timer and you'll do it for like three or four hours because you're like, I need to be really efficient between now and one thirty. Okay. And so you'll just use it for little chunks of time. Huh. Uh, just like the thought of having a timer on me um, stresses me out. Like I have issues. Like I won't do anything up until the last second. Yeah. I have to be finished with things way early yeah. because if I'm stressed out about time running out, I'll fuck everything up. I will start breaking things, dropping things, like just making mistake after mistake. 
Um, but that's just a personal thing I've learned about You're myself. Weird. You're weird though. I don't function well at the last minute. Oh, see, I function. I always better like at the to say minute. that I get really dumb when I'm in a hurry. I think I'm. I think I work better when I when it's last minute. So then our advice would be identifying. Yeah. How do you, you work? work better? What works better for you? Um. Kate from Wolfka said, ask Molly Costello about her pie chart. <laughs> so we need to find out about Molly's pie chart. My that, first thought for, was like P-I-E chart, like a visual chart of pies. Oh, pff. I mean, that's how it's spelled both. That's how it's spelled both ways. Oh, what was I think? Oh, because yeah. it looks like a pie. No, that's right. why it's called a pie chart. Oh, my God. You're so weird. I am hungry. <laughs> we gotta you wrap this up she's hungry. yeah um there's a couple more <laughs> can we so, edit that out nope <laughs> um Fuck. another thing uh jenny from three letter birds says i am by no means doing any of this well but i've learned that once i start working for the day it's very hard to stop so i try to get all of my personal slash family stuff in first thing in the morning includes exercise on the rare occasion that i do that um, grocery shopping, anything I need to do for my kids, um, like filling out permission slips, etc. This at least prevents me from ending up in my pajamas with no food in the house, like a total sloth every day at 5 p.m. That, yeah, that's yeah, good. I think yeah. that's good to like, again, compartmentalize like what you need to do in a day, especially when you work from home, it can become an issue where you're like, if you just say like tomorrow I want to do laundry and then you end up getting into a work mode and then it's 5 p.m. and you're making dinner and you're like, shit, I totally forgot to do laundry. Um, that Then you can feel like, you'll start to feel like, oh, I failed or I missed that or oh, I'm so busy and I don't have enough time. But if you kind of get those things that are kind of easy to do and easy to, like you don't have to think about them. You don't mm -hmm. have to like figure out laundry. Like you just go and do it. If you do those things first, then you'll be halfway through your work day and think about like, okay, what else do I have to do today? And you're like, oh, I already got the laundry done. I already dealt with the kids shit. I already did this. And then you can probably really fully work as many hours as you want into the evening. Yeah. I would and also feel like accomplished. Add something I've had to start doing is writing those personal tasks in my planner. Yeah. Which I yeah hadn't done for forever so because you dismiss yeah. those as things that like that's not aren't work. a priority it's not that's work. not business right. it's not work yes but um yeah i just started writing those things and do, in. writing those things down and accomplishing them can make you feel you gotta check it off yeah man. like if you write down laundry and cross it off yeah and then you look back at the day and you're like i did like eight things today yeah. i got so much done instead of only writing down your business tasks you might be like it might just be like email pack orders go to the post office and then you're like well i only did like three things a day what a yeah. waste when it's like no you did a shit ton of stuff and you got a lot done and now you don't have to do laundry tomorrow that's more time to get work done um so yeah the ways you can like psychologically trick yourself into feeling like you've accomplished a lot and you've finished things and you're organized in your thoughts like that's yeah i think that's why both of us respond better to like analog writing shit down on paper and mm. not having things in apps or in computers or in task programs. Yeah, it's just never like I try to me. use those. I've like I've downloaded like five or six different things thinking like, well maybe this one will work differently. 
And I, I've, I've just come to terms with the fact that like, I am a person that needs to put pen to paper and write it down on a list and cross it off with a pen. Yeah. Same with my to-do list. Yeah. Handwritten. Um, I'd also add that I just use a regular planner. It's not like yeah, a not anything fancy. Yeah. Not a Rolodex thing. Yeah. That. It's just has, you yeah. know, dates, weeks, weeks. dates. Yeah. Yes. It's dated was important for me. I'm too lazy to write the dates in. Um, yeah, it's nothing fancy. Emily will hate me for this. It's from paper source. I do hate you for that. It's but true. you know what? It's the same planner I've had for like years. Um, so I like that it doesn't change. It's I only, I mostly thing. hate you for it because I mean, yes, because it's from paper source, but, um, because they're just like straight up manufactured in China. Um, this is from their Chicago Avenue collection, whatever the fuck that means. So it means it's definitely made in China. It does say printed in China. Yeah. It's completely made in China. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Um, but I think that you could find just as good. You could some find people are employed in the city of Chicago by this company though. Right. So <laughs> something stop trying to make that seem like that <laughs> helps the situation. Um, the fact is, is that they could I looked in some other planners and they have too much like doodads and ding- yeah, it's, ding-dads. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a nerd that understands how much it would cost to manufacture this mm-hmm. in America. And it's not, they're eating so much like they are charging what 24 30 bucks for that i think so yeah i guarantee you from china that's like a dollar a dollar 50 out the door with when all in the, america um, they could produce that for three dollars out the door and still make a shit ton of profit really? and they're choosing because they really want that extra dollar 50 that's the problem did I make you feel real bad about your planner? No. Okay, good. Because no, it works for you. It works for you. I just, I can't deal with getting used to a new planner and at this point. I don't hate the player. I hate the game. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. It's paper sources fault. They yeah. should be consciously deciding to have manufacturing in the United States. They should choose that. I'd and be, they don't choose it because they like money. If there are other suggestions, I'll um, find you some of dated planners because i know a lot of small businesses don't do dated planners it's because they can't afford to because they're not manufacturing their shit in china i don't think that they should do that instead sweet sweet irony but i've tried an undated planner and it absolutely doesn't work for me actually i think i have a cup i'll i think i'll have a couple that i can send you oh do you know about the um what you call it the get to work book i had that it didn't work it didn't for work me. oh nope. yeah no that one's pretty i mean i had it it's pretty I thought specific I had to put my dates in that. To, is that yeah. not dated I yeah those were dated i think that was the first one that i got when i quit my job i feel like they're dated now because i feel like she I has, got one that wasn't dated i then. feel like she has to get rid of them and get new ones so how how else would that work if they weren't dated I'll look I'm pretty I'll, sure the what I'll I had was called the If you guys book. have planner suggestions, like a planner that you've bought that you really love, um, that let us basic know. Basic as fuck. Michelle wants basic I just as see fuck. A week, but on two pages, and together. she wants dates. Goddamn dates. Yeah, we'll find you one. You can you keep using the paper. I mean, one. I'm gonna have this for. I mean, I there, yes, you're correct. Year. There are several people that I personally know that work for paper source and their paychecks are paid by paper source. Yeah. I just feel like 
it's the responsibility of these larger companies to make the change to more ethical business practices and better manufacturing practices. It's there. They could take a stand and change the way people think about where they buy their products, but they choose not to. And that's why I don't like them. It's true. And other reasons. Oh, well, and also because they steal everyone's work. Um, (laughs) damn it. Tangent. That's for the bonus episode. Yeah. You all just got free bonus. This was also a time management decision. It took me less than five minutes to just go like, oh, what's the new color this year? Boom. In my cart. I I need a planner. There is something to be said for like when you find especially stuff like this, like planner things and like apps that work for you and stuff like that. Like the minute you find it, like don't feel like you have to change it because like if it works for you, what, what is the point of you putting a hiccup into your system? I've been using this, um, for 1 million years for a long time for so long that when you first bought one paper source, wasn't a shit show. Yeah. And now it is. No, so it's not your fault. It's It's either my fourth or fifth one like this. Yeah. Um, Actually, maybe even longer. I can think of all the colors of the covers. I had a light blue one <laughs> and like a vermilion-y one and a tan one and a black one and a rose gold one. And now this, it was called Dove Gray. So I've had a lot. I have all of them still. That's weird. Should we do an art show of my planner? I think so. I think we should. <laughs> I think we definitely should. We should totally do an art show. That'd be really funny. Yeah. All right, we'll work on that later. That's a bonus episode. I was saving all of my um, to-do lists for a while. Oh, my God. With the, oh, um, your crossed-off things. Yeah, yeah that's pretty Steve funny. thought that they looked cool. They do look cool. You should just, like, wallpaper a room in your house or something with it. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> that would give me a heart attack. Wouldn't that look amazing? Actually, I think that would look so feel good. Be, or, like, yeah. is it, like, like your whole bathroom? Yeah. That'd look amazing. Crossed when you have lists. when you have like a public space or you have a shop or something that's what you'll do like the whole back room will be wallpaper um i guess real quick that was something that i saw um suggested by this david allen guy he has a book Some called dude getting things done david allen getting things done he's Kay. like an expert um was to keep a separate to-do list from your planner um, because the to-do yeah. list can change, can fluctuate in priorities. Right. Whereas your planner is like you have commitments to set dates. and da- yeah, yeah, goal deadlines and things like that. And I do that, so yeah, that's good. I think um, I'm done. I think most. I think that's most of what's on my list. I think one thing I wrote. I don't know if I just wrote this or if I read it from some article. I think I wrote this. Go with your gut. I wrote really big in capital letters. Um. <laughs> Oh, because I was writing about like you. I was writing about um, the whole issue of like saying no to things mm, mm-hmm. because that's kind of a time management issue is like yep. not not the idea of like, oh, I don't want to do this task today. But the bigger idea of like when new opportunities come your way, like not saying yes to everything. Like if you start piling on stuff and you don't have the bandwidth for it. Do you love that? I use that. <laughs> um if you don't have the availability to do that new project, like y- you have to decide like, is this helpful? Is this growing my business? Is this bettering me as a person? Is this whatever? And like being able to say no to things, which is way harder when you're newer. I think like Michelle and yeah. I are like fucking saying I no say to, no a- I say no more to than I say yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I say no to like fucking everything. Yeah. Um, actually that's really funny that you say that. Cause there's a quote in here. I won't find it. Um, 
but the the point is is like you will find yourself struggling with time management if you are constantly saying yes to everything sure. if you're constantly committing to things all that you don't have time for or you don't have energy for then you're gonna lose your shit like you're gonna struggle with how to complete it all um so yeah i just wrote like whether it's a new client project a new store account a new show um like being very careful about what you say no to and what you say yes to Mm -hmm. like that that you probably should be saying no to most things i mean at this point i think both of us like the second we read an email asking us to do something we don't even have to go through that list we just we have an immediate reaction and it's do i want to do this anymore and it's Um, like could this make me money but do i not want to do it then i'm not gonna do it i'm not doing it um there's oh yeah here it is The difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. Ooh. Warren Buffett. We are on our way to being very successful people. Warren Buffett said that we're correct. He should give us a million dollars each for that. (laughs) Thank you, Warren Buffett. Do you want to support our Patreon? I bet he would. He would No, I don't know anything about him, actually. That he's the richest man, I mean, like, in the fucking world. But, like, that's it. it. um, That's all I know. Is he the guy that owns Walmart? No, that's a different guy. That's also rich as fuck. Um, I don't know why I I was going to say yes to that, but it can't be right. No, I think the guy guy that owns Walmart's named, like, Sam or something. Like, Sam Walmart. Sam Sam Walton or something like that. Oh, right? I don't know. Warren Buffett is just like a really famous... We should stop saying... Why did we both think that, though? Because... That's odd. Because it's an old white man that has lots of money. It's the same person. They're the same person. You can Google it if you want. I am. Um, Oh, I was going to say, Lizzie from Craft Belly, she just made these little notebooks for, like, an event that she's doing. And they have a great quote on the front of them that says, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Mm, mm -hmm. I was like, that's so good. That is true also. Like, if you're not like, fuck yes to that. If you don't read, like if somebody, if it's a show in fucking Schomburg at a church that no one has ever heard of and you're like, "Uh, I don't know, this seems, I'm not sure. Then that's a no. The answer is no. Right, right. Like if somebody sends you something that's like, Oh, this is a super fun thing that's hosted by this amazing PR firm and it's downtown on the river in a high rise and they're going to give you champagne and you're like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Then do that. Do that one. <laughs> like if something is like giving you lukewarm feelings, then you don't have time for it. Hmm. I'm not saying anything about Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't look up Walmart owner. Oh, oh, you want to see Walmart owner? Yeah, because it'll be like Walmart Sam Walton. Owner. I swear to God, his name is Sam Walton. Right. But why did we both think there was some association? <laughs> I, want, I want his name. The Walton family. Yeah. yeah. Sam Walton. I want his name to be Sam Walmart. It is. Oh, Sam <laughs> His name's Sam Walmart. Why on earth did we both think I that? I don't know. <laughs> Poor Warren Buffett. He's He would be you very know, offended by that. I guarantee you. He'd I be did like, quickly you. read that he does not like Trump. So, oh yeah, he hates Trump. Big he actually, he's one of, he's one of the few, like he's similar to Bill Gates the and and both of the Gate, Gateses. Um, he's had several times some statistics come out about how like he literally gives away 
more of his money than he keeps. Like he literally donates like 60% of his net worth every year I to guess charities. It, I mean, if you have that much money, yeah, why do you like need who, it? I mean, one human being does not need more than a certain amount of money. Mm-mm. And he, I mean, he has more money than like some entire countries. Oh my God. And so, but like the fact that he gives it away is, I mean, cause yeah, that's what you do. Aww. Like, what do you need to do? What are you going to do with it? Warren Buffett drive around in like six different Maseratis all the time. Like that's not going <laughs> to happen. He's an old man. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's someone we don't need to hate. And he says smart things like yeah. say no to people and then you'll be more successful. Um, so do we need to thank Patreon people real For, quick? Yeah. Let's thank all the fucking Patreon people. Cause you guys are awesome. So we currently, I think have 10 Patreon subscribers. Um, I still can't believe that last Thursday we're sitting there and we're like, kind of we not intending this? to finish <laughs> yeah. the Patreon account. Yeah, right. And that we've got, we've got, yes, we have 10. 10 subscribers. Okay, so two of our subscribers <laughs> are Stephen and Mark from Edgewater Candles. Because, um, but they were, they were also kind and only subscribed for one of the ad spaces, even though Mark threatened to subscribe to all of them. (laughs) Um, so thank you to Steven and Mark from Edgewater. Um, Sydney Musselman from East Grove Stamp Company. She's one of our pledges. Um, Monica Haddock is one (laughs) of our pledges. Longtime listener. She'd be the one that would call in if we did a call-in show. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. She could be our third host. She'd be, she'll be our West Coast host. For um, when we, ooh, special rants. When we syndicate. <laughs> she, she can rant it up. Yeah. For sure. We should have her on a rant. Um, Sarah from SKG Leather. She's going to be on she, next She's going to be on next week's episode. She's one of our subscribers. Lindsay Humes is one of our subscribers. Why does her say special things on it? Uh, probably because she subscribes to other Patreons. Oh, right? hers has like additional information that the other people don't have. Lindsay, you're special. <laughs> you're special credit. Um, Layla from um, Stylish so, Girl by yeah. Layla. Julie from Long Dog da- Dandy. Jenny from Three Letter Birds. And Jamie Tubbs. We got everybody on here. Um, what did Jamie change her company name to? She's Jamie Tubbs, like design. Oh, well, then studio. there you go. Cause I know you told me that she had changed it. She did change it this year. Um, um from profit gypsy robot. And yes. now she's Jamie Tubbs studio. Um, yes, Jamie Tubbs studio. I think that's everybody, that. right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not looking at That's it. everybody. Um, so, uh, some of those people will be getting ads for their companies in November. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I guess we have to discuss when we'll offer that again. Yeah, we should definitely offer it again. I mean, I'm, I don't know that people will necessarily be super thrilled about ads in January. That's kind of a dead time, but maybe that's actually not true. Maybe you'd want extra add time in a slow month i mean i feel like december would be good but i don't know if we have the time to open that up yeah but these people the first <laughs> these our first five speaking of guys time management in. yeah holidays are a whole nother i mean this is probably good that we're doing this episode now so people can kind of gear up for the Did, craziness um, josh also laugh when you told him you were doing time management 
because Steve laughed at me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We're not trying to say that we're experts. No, I we're, I was kind of going into this thinking maybe I'll fix myself. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make we're going to fix our problems. Um, um, we are experts at saying no, though. So if you oh, need yeah. help saying no and you want this is us how to you do yell it. at you for are a you bit, ready? we'll do that. This is how you do it. No. <gasps> Where's the button? <gasps> um, it's in the bag. Hold on. I'll get it. One moment, please, while I get the button. Oh, Dee's very excited. Um, yeah, Dee's up she from dreaming. She thinks that the button is... Has to do with food, her. probably. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, and again, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, that's something you should say yes to not know to <laughs> um it's patreon.com slash pancake town podcast are you ready no see that's how you say no it's really more expert one more time no yeah see um but yeah we're super good at that we're super good at being like nope don't have time for that sounds stupid and like saying it nicely it's not that hard yeah you don't have to scream fuck no in somebody's face like i'm kind of implying that you um, should do you, you actually just, that could fold in well to a customer service episode which i've been wanting to do because oh, yeah. i feel like i can do good customer service in my sleep oh yeah for sure like if there's you know a small list of things that i would say i can help you with or i'm an expert at yeah. it's customer service yeah and i know this because i usually get a resp- another response saying Thank you so much for responding quickly. Yeah. Or for, for being giving helpful. me the information yeah, like, and being yeah. great and nice and thank you. And this is all I've never gotten like an angry response after my response. Yeah, there is I something. Always get I mean, a yeah, really nice this can response. be a whole you're right. This yeah. could totally be a whole additional I wanted episode. to do it, but I have to put like my own thoughts down instead of like Yes, reading other people's and, stuff. Yeah. Anyhow, we're gonna record some bonus content. Yeah, and if you wanna listen to that the way to do it is to go hop on over to that Patreon page. Um, um, $5 and up a month gets you access. Yeah, gets you the bonus content. Um, We're planning on doing two different ones right now, so it's going to be interesting. But yeah, they'll be super short, like 15, 20 minutes. Um, Little things to just like get your blood boiling. Tiny rants. Make you be like, I feel the same way. Yeah. (laughs) And if you want us to rant about anything specifically on those bonus episodes, just uh, email us. We'd love to hear about stuff we can rant about because we love it. Yes, please. We're into it. Um, Anything else you want to say before we sign off? Nope. Okay. I need a muffin and a muffin and a bathroom break and a shot. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.